Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And today I have with me all the way from Canada by way of Jamaica, man, <laughs> my good friend and fellow podcast host, the work-life integration specialist and expert, Andrew E. Guy. How are you doing, my brother? <laughs> man, I am doing too excellent. I'm excellent for me and I'm excellent for you. I'm doing too excellent. Oh, How are you man. doing, Dr. Pele? <laughs> you know, what, what gets me so excited about you is we did a, pos- a podcast recently where I was your guest and I have never seen anyone as excited about life as you. <laughs> you know, I thought I was excited about life, but you, my brother, you are just awesome. Dr. You know? Pele, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's people. I am excited about people. It's yeah. not the money. It's not the job. It's not the car. It's not the house. It's about people. People yeah. excite me. What's oh. the life without people, Dr. Pele? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It shows in, in the things you've done. You know, you've written three books. You're working on your fourth. I want to learn more about that. Yes. But you know, you've really carved out a niche for yourself in corporate development. But you know, it didn't start there. You know, you come from humble beginnings, kind of like I do. Um, yes. Could you tell us how you came all the way from Jamaica? Now you're in Canada by way of the United States, but now Correct. you're in Canada. Tell us, how did you get on this path to becoming a corporate development expert? Uh, You know what? I I wouldn't even call myself an expert. I call myself a a vessel, basically. When I talk about a vessel, I am the knife, I am the fork, and I am the spoon. (laughs) So when we talk about those three things, people don't want to hear about the knife. They don't want to hear about the fork because as a motivator, I'm going to push you until you want to quit. And that's the motivator in me. I'm also a personal trainer because my background is anatomy and physiology. So that's where the motivation and the personal training comes in. Myself as a knife, I take your big picture and I cut them up into small pieces to make them more manageable for you. And just when you think you just can't get over the hill, Dr. Pele, I am the spoon of compassion that picks you up and scoop you up and say, let's do this again. You can do it. But it wasn't always like this. Yeah, I didn't always have this smile, Dr. Pele. And um, many of us know that um, growing up in the islands or be from Africa, wherever we're from, we all come from what we call humble beginnings. And I don't want to use it as the cliche, you know, humble as in poor me to get some pity. That's not what it's about. But yeah. what it is, is to show you the life lesson. I was six years old when my mama left and left from Jamaica to come to Canada because they had a vision, right? And you, like most of us, know that our mothers are the foundation. They do so much great things. They are example of faith and tenacity and stepping out. But at six years old, I was left in Jamaica, you know, for her to come to Canada so she can look a better life to help me and my brothers and sisters, six of us. And she had a dream that she wanted to do something for us. Um, we were poor. I mean, I've talked about it several times when I, I tell people that I, I couldn't even read. Even at age 14, I uh, just couldn't read. Couldn't even string words together, Dr. Pelly. I'm telling you. And it was frustrating. And for those 10, 11, 12 years when I was there in Jamaica, I got up, you know, and I, it's kind of like, me as a parent, I put my sons to bed and I get up in the morning. They say, hey, daddy. I say, hey, sons. Great. But my mama put me to bed and then I got up the morning and she was gone. No explanation. Nothing. Right. This was one of those trips that she said she had to make for our good and hadn't seen her for like eight, 
nine, ten years. You imagine a six-year-old not seeing your mama for that long. Mm -hmm. And then the naysayers, everyone is telling you that she's not coming back. She just left and we don't know where she's gone. I'm talking, it was an excruciating time in my life. And what I've learned throughout this is that, you know, there's something that's got to be bigger than where you are. I'm doing a TED Talk coming up and it's called, you know, your dream must be bigger than your chair, another ebook that's coming up. And before I get to all of that, I went through this period where I didn't know myself. I was doubting everything. I was working the wrong words. I, I didn't even know who I am. My identity was shattered. My identity would have been just start with a capital D, doubt. I doubted everything. But then I remember mama always said, son, if I say I'm going, I'm going to come back. And I, and I hung on to those few words. Long story short, I was going from foster home to foster home and being mistreated. I'm talking abuse. I didn't get to go to school. And there were times when I get to go to school once a week. And that was the happiest time of my life. And you talk about energy, man. They tell me I was a, I was a behavior problem because I was so excited to go to school. I'm like, what? This one day, I'm going to make sure it counts. You hear what I'm saying? And it was just amazing. It's just like I just got let loose into this candy store. But, you know, when school was over, the sadness came back. Mm. And, you know, it went on for many years. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that we have a greater being than us, a creator, not a religious person. I don't belong or subscribe to any particular religion, but I'm a kingdom believer. And I believe that we're all put together on this earth with the purpose to transform the world through people. Wow. And so we left um, Jamaica in 1988, the 30th of October. Mom came back 12 years later on. And she kept her word. I wow. came here and to make a long story short, I saw the struggles and how it was tough here in Canada. It was cold, just like in Minnesota for you, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like, how did this woman do this thing? And I have to tell you, Dr. Pelle, brothers don't do well in the cold. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't do it. <laughs> we do not do well in the cold. But long story short, I have to tell you, all of that is my pathway, you know, to finding this, what I call purpose. And so that's where I'm at right now. And I use all of these life lessons, the hurts, the pain, the trauma, everything to help people bridge the gap between work and life so they can find purpose and meaning for the living that they're doing. That's what it's about. Man. So first of all, I have to tell you that you don't only talk, you walk. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to give you an example. You may not even be aware of this example I'm going to give you. Uh -huh. I can see the pain but I can see how you handle it because yesterday yes. when we did the podcast in which I was your guest, yes. you started it in a way I've never seen it started before. Oh yeah. You prayed. Yes, indeed. You prayed. <laughs> and, and, and I have to tell you, I have to tell you, I was moved because mm -hmm. this is a person who knows what his purpose is in this yes. life. And yes. you were so in command of, of that and, and you were giving the glory and, I've never done that before and, and I was so impressed, but thank you for being yourself and thank you for coming out of the cold uh, metaphorically and, and now sharing the warmth with, with the yes. rest of us. You know, yes. on that note, let's, let's talk a little bit about today. Um, you know, you do a lot of things. I mean, you're a motivational speaker. I'm already pumped up just from the story <laughs> you told right now. You know, you're an author, you're, you're, a, you're a consultant, yes. you're a podcast host, man. Tell us who you serve, how you serve people today. That's a great question. You know, 
I always believe that, you know, and this is a story from my grandmother. She said, you got to stir up the gifts. And I interviewed um, David um, Burkus a few weeks ago on my show. He's a New York Times bestselling author. And one of the things that he impressed upon me is that we have to combine our powers, right? And I said, you know what, David, I'm writing a book right now. I'm going to have to quote you on that. And the reason why that is, you know, from an anatomy and physiology perspective, right? I said, we have muscles that are longissimus and they are brevis, meaning that they're long muscles and they're short muscles. And so we're looking at strengths and weaknesses. But in our world today, most people focus on just the weaknesses. That's the difference between a teacher and a coach. A teacher look for the weaknesses and try to build those up. 10, 15 years go on. You've wasted 20 years on building weaknesses, but coaches look for the strength in people and pull that out and say, this is what I want you to do. You're not a rebounder. You're a three-point shooter. I need you out there, Steve Kerr, to back up Michael Jordan because he's going to break somebody's ankle and you better be ready in the corner to make sure you hit this winning shot. Do you hear me, Steve, right? <laughs> and so I get pumped off that because, you know, when I realize what, not what I was good at, but what I can use to give the creator glory. In other words, many people make it a religion to say the word glory. Glory simply means credit. That's all it means. So let's settle that once and for all. So whoever I am and what I do today is really to give him the credit for creating me, just like how Amy Ford gets the credit for creating the T-Model Ford. Now, in terms of expert, I don't really call myself an expert. I said I am just a conduit that helps professionals to balance work and life. Mm. Dr. Pele, it's, up, it's such an upheaval nowadays that a lot of people are working for the mighty dollar and they lose their health and their well-being. At the end of the day, all of these things that they have attained, they're going to die and leave it to someone else. The great mm -hmm. King Solomon once said, we work for and then we're going to give it away to someone else. He said that this is folly. This is, this is basically something that's waste of time. So how do I help people? I help professionals who are entrepreneurs. If you're a business owner, if you're a staff um, trainer, you are head of your department, I go in and I help them to understand that you are the engine and you have to take care of you. From an anatomy and physiology and wellness expert, my master's in kinesiology, I said, I want you to explain and understand that you are the engine. Everyone that's inside your vehicle, you're carrying them. You have to take care of you. If the engine is not working, Dr. Pele, nothing works. So that's the wellness side of things. Mm -hmm. How do we put it all together? It's to help them to understand that there are three compartments in their life, where they live, where they work, and where they play. Mm -hmm. The work is where you use your expertise to meet a need in the marketplace, mm -hmm. right? The home part is where you live, where you create an environment that's conducive to growth. That's where you take care of yourself and your family. Now the play part. This is where you take your self-care. What do you do when you're not working? What do you do for yourself? It doesn't mean that you go drink, smoke, whatever you choose to do, but there's got to be some calisthenics in there. There's got to be some strengthening in there. There's got to be some cardio. And this is how we put the whole package together. And that's what I go in and I help um, corporations to do for their staff and for the leadership departments. You know, I, I was <clears throat> wondering um, if you also help entrepreneurs 
um, and you know, uh, you know, I guess coaches and consultants and, and people yes. like that. And, and 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 so the answer is yes. But I, I want to tell you something that kind of came into my head as you were talking about this. You know, when you get on an airplane, um, you know, they always tell you that if you're a parent, you have a small child, you got to put the mask on yourself <laughs> first. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. You put the mask on yourself first before you help the child. Now, why That's would correct. that be? I mean, you want to help your child. Well, it's very simple. If you don't make it, the child don't make it. I never make it. That's you've exactly got to be right. healthy and you've got to be there and, and physically success, successful in order to help others be successful. You know, so I appreciate your perspective on that. Um, maybe you could take us a little deeper into work-life balance. I've, I've heard some people say things like, well, that it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, there's some right. controversy over the definition of it and so on. What's that all about? Well, I think the controversy is simply this. There is a juggling act. When I go in to speak to corporation, I tell them, I say, I'm not here for work-life balance. I may call it what you want me to say, but when I go in, I'm going to give you what you need. You don't mm -hmm. need, and I'll go on the limb and I'll say it again. There is no such thing as work-life balance. What we need as entrepreneurs and leaders and professionals is work-life enrichment. The work-life enrichment is an integration of understanding what you do and your purpose and how and what role you play in the marketplace. So how does that work? For example, let's say, for example, I like a sub sandwich, okay? Mm -hmm. Everyone likes sub sandwich. So now the enrichment part is that is what you put on the sandwich that differentiate the experience of the taste bud. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, I may put a hot dog on it. You said, no, I don't just want a hot dog, Dr. Pele. I want some lettuce. I want some tomatoes. I want some ketchup and I want some relish and get me excited. Put some ketchup on that there too, <laughs> boss. I want that. I want my hot dog to be good. You hear what I'm saying? That's the enrichment part. And so what I get them to understand is what's on your bun. The bun is the life. The dressing that you put on it is the living experiences mm. that cause you to enrich your life. So when you show up at work, you showing up as your best self. Nothing is empty. All cylinders are firing and ready to rock and roll. Could you imagine somebody showing up at work like that? Yeah, yeah. They're fired up. They, they, they might be maybe half as excited as you. <laughs> but you know what, though? <laughs> you know what, Dr. Pele? A lot of people don't get excited going to work. Yeah. And, and I've learned this from my mentor, Dr. Miles Monroe from Nassau, Bahamas, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you're supposed to be happy. Yeah. Work. Listen, you know when you're doing what you're supposed to do because there's a certain level of energy that comes. And yeah. this is not a put on. When I go to do these corporate workshops, I'm like, um, can we, I, I know you come to do the seminar, but can we get some of what you got? <laughs> whatever that is, you <laughs> want some of it. <laughs> I you want know? some of that because, yeah. dude, whatever you got, Andrew, we want we that. We so want some of that. In a nutshell, it's just to help people to understand there is a difference between your work and life and enrichment is the integration of all of those parts to bring meaning to your living. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you've written several books and sometimes I like to hear the story of how several different books have showed up because it's almost one of the best ways to teach us what you know, right? Yes. But take us, walk us through your, your three books and also the, the one you're about to finish right now. Yes. And give us a little taste of what we can expect. By the way, I love your concept of 
finish with how. So don't forget. Yes, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. But the, the first book is uh, Work Your Words, Finding Your Pathway to Personal Success. Now, as I said to you, I, I couldn't read. Uh, even at age 14, I was considered probably the dumbest guy. And when I tell people this kind of stuff, they're like, uh, you, are you sure? Yes. I used to sit in the library at my high school and count words. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm originally from Jamaica, so you know we love soccer and we love track and field. But the thing is that I didn't participate in any sports in high school at all. I had the capabilities, but I couldn't read. So I was scared. I was just, I was just trapped on the inside of me, just frustrated because I couldn't read. So I spent all of my afternoons, my break times in the library counting mm-hmm. words because that was ashamed of myself. Mm-hmm. When I did figure out this thing, this reading thing, my world was changed. And so I no longer worked the words that people said, oh, you're an idiot, you're a loser, your mama left you and ran away and not coming back. All of those were words that were working. I look at words as an investment that brings a dividend. So whatever you invest is gonna give you back something and not always something is gonna give you more than, because interest is on this right now, right? So if you, Word idiot, you're gonna get idiot, fool, dummy, everything. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so working your words now kind of came about because after I finished college and I went to university in the United States, I had an opportunity to become a teacher after I uh, was working on a doctorate program in the University of St. Augustine. And so I had to leave that because I had a young child at the at the same time, and so I had to choose. Do I want this degree or do I want to take care of my young son? So I dropped that and the Lord spoke to me. I said, you need to go and look about your family, get your house in order. So I left that and I went to um, teach. So I got a teaching job. So I went to teacher's college, got my um, certification there. And then I was teaching in the hood, so to speak, Mm -hmm. right? That's what they call it. But Northeast Jacksonville, Florida, I got an opportunity to teach science. I was the advanced science teacher there. Mm-hmm. And I'm teaching science. And then I notice these brothers are in my class. And most of them, the school was 98% black, right? And the principal said in my interview, well, you know, uh, you got your work cut out for you. Good luck. So <laughs> I said, what does that mean? Because that means I'm teaching what's called at-risk student. That They were write-offs. They didn't think they were going to make it. And they keep telling me, Mr. Guy, you know, nobody cares about us. Ain't nobody expect us to, to make it. We trying to go to the NBA so we can make some quick dollar, but that's it. And then I started thinking, I said, if you work that word, you're going to get exactly or even more than what you say. You're not an idiot. You're not just black. I want you to stop looking at the the, the, the shape or the skin tone. Dig deeper. Go deeper. What's inside of you? If you squeeze an orange juice, what comes out? It better be orange juice. And I would hold them accountable. And I would tell them, I said, listen to me. Let's begin to work the right words, because right words, when they work, it doesn't get good. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get the best. Right produces right. Yeah. I said, that's what it is. One is comparative and one is absolute. Right is right. Even if I'm in Jamaica, Africa, United States or Canada, it's simply right. And so we talked about that. And it's about finding your pathway to personal success. Yeah. You know, I help these students to, for the first time in the history of the school, to pass the science portion of the FCAT. 
wow. Florida mm-hmm. Comprehensive Assessment Test. Yeah. I took portions of my check to buy them lunch because they didn't have food to eat. I went to any performance that they had. I did. I used to do stand-up comedy too for my for my joy. And then I performed the opening act for Bill Cosby at the Florida Times Union when wow. he came down because my student they won the drum off contest, right? So I did everything I can. And that book came about from working your word. It will help it. you to find your pathway to personal success. See, you see, the, the, that book was the story of your life at that time, wasn't it? I love, That's right. I love when, when authors share those, those book stories. Tell us about Kingdom um, uh, and Community. And then, of course, the new one, Create Your Greatest Impact. That's coming. Yes. So... Um, you know, I grew up in a Christian um, home, so to speak, from in a religious background. And but later on in life, I started my own journey, my own search. Okay, well, who is this God? You know, we're told you go to church and then you give your tithes and offering, and then you know, if you're good, then you know you might get to heaven, right? He will save you, fill you up with His Spirit, all of that kind of stuff. I said, whoa, 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 whoa! If God is this great, amazing being creator, greater than we are. And he's able to do all of this for us. And I say, okay, then how do we serve him? And I've heard people said that I'm serving the Lord for 30, 40 years. I say, how how are you serving him? Yeah. Where is he? Show me him. And I started asking some diagnostic question as a science teacher. We use a scientific method. I'm observing then i ask a question then i'm have to ask form an hypothesis experiment analysis i gotta run through that and i run through that and i said wait wait a minute something missing here i said wait a minute where is the god i said how do i serve him if he has everything what can i give him that he doesn't have mm-hmm. nobody could answer those questions right and then i started tuning into this gentleman Dr. Miles Monroe from Nassau, Bahamas. My wife is from Bahamas. That's how I met my wife. Mm-hmm. And so I started listening to him. And he's breaking this thing down to me. I said, no, we are made in his image. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, go to Genesis. He said, we are created in his image. And then I started praying and I started searching for myself. And I'm telling you, Dr. Pelle, it was almost like a bolt of lightning that came. It said that when you see Dr. Pele, or when you see another human, they'll have two, two hands, two legs, two eyes, two nostrils, and a lip. Uh, and in the words of Bruce Lee, he said that the only way you have another style is if you have three arms and three legs. We're still human beings, right? So how the book came along. And I started asking these questions, searching. I said, this religion or is it relationship? And then I've discovered it's not the religion because religion is a label. Because I can have a shirt on that says Christian. I can have another one that says I'm Buddha. I can a Buddhist. I can have another one that says anything, Anglican. Yeah. I said, all of this are like me trying to make a fist, but the religious labels separate us. And we never come together. Yeah. But the Bible tells me that Every joint supplies and we come together so we can make a fist so we can pack a punch and impact the world. I said, if this is supposed to work, we're supposed to come together. So we are his anatomy and his physiology, his hands and feet in the earth to help people to see him through us. And I said, when I'm nice to you, I am really being nice to the one who created you. you So when I see you, 
I see the creator in you. So the anatomy and the kingdom of the power of community is when we come together, because there's strength in number, our true powers can only be actualized when we come together. And my background again is in, is in martial arts. So when I do a punch, that means, you see, I studied Bruce Lee and I studied these guys because I used to get beat up too because I didn't get to go play because I was in the library reading. So they'll beat me up and think that, oh, well, you are worse. You know, you're scared. And I'll get beat up almost every afternoon. And that's how I started doing martial arts. So when I have learned that when I put my fingers together, I now have a community. And you do not want to stand behind or in front of these community right here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the community is when we come together. And as a, a, a race, as a nation, as a world, we are at our greatest strengths when we come together. So the anatomy of the kingdom, we are a kingdom. And the power in community, it says exchanging religion for a function of purpose. That's what it's about. That's wow. what it's about. Wow. So, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go with that, except to say that, you know, one of my favorite sayings is that a leader, a good yes. leader, yes. is one who knows the way, goes the way, and yes. now can show the way. Yes. You are living a life in which your passion your, your pain, all have come together to empower yes. the way you help people today. And I, I just, I have to tell you, I admire the, I admire the strength and, and what you're doing. Now, you. going forward with your current book, um, Create Your Greatest Impact. Yes. Tell us about that. But if you could, tell us about that in the context of profitable happiness. Mm. Right? Remember mm. we talked about, you know, this, yes. this dichotomy, right? Does it yes, exist? Yes, yes. What do you think about it? But I'd love to know, how your book helps people kind of find their their spot in life so that they truly can be happy and profitable at the same yes. time. But you know, I have always said it that um, Dr. Miles Monroe said, he said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, Andrew Guy said in the anatomy, in, in the anatomy of the kingdom book, he said, if you don't know who you are any identity will do and people are latching on to all different kind of identity because they're in a crowd and they can't find themselves in a crowd mm -hmm. and so when i think about the book creating your greatest impact it's, it's it goes beyond legacy when i think of impact it's like me for example you know on the sidewalk they put the the cement to smooth it out and there's always that kid that goes and step in the cement and the guy that's making the sidewalk is furious because somebody went and left a footprint in there and then the cement dry, right? We always do that when we're coming from high school, when we're in Canada here. So I remember that and it stuck to me. When the cement is dry, it will allow someone else to stand in it. The impact book, the concept of the impact book is creating coming into the world and refusing to leave it the way it was before you got here because if you get here and you change nothing no one know of you were you ever here what change lasting change did you create so yeah. that's what impact is now when we talk about making it your greatest impact is that when you do something and when someone say something and when someone think something they will automatically think of you because you have impacted someone else along the journey yeah so when we talk about impact now and happiness 
happiness really is a choice. Ah, yeah. Happy, my friend, is a choice. No thing, no one, no amount of money, no job, no degree, none of these, because all of these things are attained. Mm -hmm. Happy is an internal furnace that when it's on fire, any kind of doubt that's inside or around you, it burns it up, incinerates it. Happy is contagious because when you have this happiness, everybody like, I want some of that right there. I'm going to tell it. you something. You Preach can't purchase it. it. Preach it. You cannot <laughs> buy it. Happiness, it comes from within. Yeah. And you know what? You don't, it's not a put on. It's just your presence. It's just like, wow. Yeah. It's like a light and you can't put it underneath a bushel. You got to put it on the mountain somewhere. You How know, is this help with profit? I'm going to answer your question now. When you're happy, you attract people to you because other people have a, a pain point. They have a struggle. They have something that they need help in. And so if you're a light that's on the hill or the lighthouse that's in the middle of the harbor, any ship that's going underwater, they need to know where they're going. Mm. You now become what's called a resource to help those individuals. So they are attracted to you because they know that you have something that they need that you can help them with. And so happiness and profit goes together as you help other people. One hand washes the other. In the end, they're both clean. That means it's beneficial. It's mutualistic relationship with people, not things. That's what makes you happy and you help to make other people realize their internal happiness so they can turn on their own furnace and stay warm for the rest of their life even in winter yeah even in winter <laughs> you know you know I, I know we're gonna have to save the preview of your next book right yes so, so when you've, you've finished it but in this right. current book you have one chapter that mm -hmm. i told you i really appreciate and that yes. is um finish with how yes now, could you tell us what you mean? I, I love your 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 the diagram that you painted for me yes. about that. What do you mean by finish with how? Well, there's a guy named um, Simon um, Sinek. He wrote a book called um, Start With Why. Yeah. And this is the issue that most people kind of have right now. And there, it's almost like there's another um, cliche saying that says um, success leaves clues. Mm. A lot of people are saying it and they're just throwing it out. And they're throwing it out like a bathwater with the baby, so to speak. <laughs> and they're saying, um, finish, start, but what's my why? Yeah. I said that your why is only a decision away. And I'm going to give you a quick example. We're in the fork, the middle of the road, okay? And you're here at a decision point. And so the difference is that you can't go both ways. If I turn it around like that, I can't travel both ways. I got to make a decision. So what I have to do is forget the thing that's not that important and focus on priority. Now I have an index finger, one, that's pointing me where to go. I have made a choice. Your why in life comes down to one thing, decision, decide. Choose he this day, life and death, right? That's what's happening. So when we talk about um, finish with how people are busy looking for the why and they're all confused. And if they're looking for clues, they'll always be looking for clues as if it's a scavenger hunt and it's happening on the internet. It's happening everywhere. People are always searching. That's why we have Google being such a, uh, a moogle when it comes to information. Yeah. The yeah. how is meets a need. The how is what transforms lives. It's not the why. The why keeps them guessing and leave them at a standstill in the valley of decision. 
The how helps them to climb over that mountain and know that they can. The how is an example that leaves a blueprint that if Henry Ford leaves a blueprint for the T model Ford, I can make as many T model Ford long after Henry Ford has hit the grave. Yeah. And so the how is what transformed the world because example are blueprints that lift an example for other people to transform their life. The how is really what we need moving forward. Everyone has a why. Yeah. And they're you, know, you, know, you know, what's interesting um, back in uh, graduate school. Yes. One of the things that I learned is that we have to stand on the shoulders of giants. Talk about have, it, man. We have to build upon the things that came before us. And it yes. takes courage. It takes courage to say what you've just said, because we all know Simon Sinek is at the top of the mountain, but you're oh, yes. telling us oh, yes. there's another mountain. That's and, just a bigger I'm mountain. So, I'm so proud of you for, for, for being able to stand on someone's shoulder and say, this is not the end of the story. We don't no. need why, we also need how. That's, That's how. it, it's, yeah. it's the how, it's yeah. the how. We need examples. You know, you know, um, you know I, I, I just want you to know how proud I am of, of you standing on, on that belief and sharing it. Yes. But what are you excited about coming up and how can people reach you? What's your next thing? And what's the best way to find you online? Well, first of all, I am a people person. I am excited about people. And my wife will tell you when I'm around other people, when I'm around my two boys, when I'm around, I, 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 I I run around the house. I, I chase my wife around the house and all this kind of stuff. We just do silly things, you know, because I'm a people person. And for me now, what's coming up is the new book, Creating Your Greatest Impact, where you live, where you work, and where you play. Those are the main areas that I want you to focus on this year going to 2021. What I'm excited about is connecting with people like yourself, Dr. Pelle, because um, there's so many places that you can go. Remember now, if we're starting with why, we're always questioning ourselves. We're questioning our beliefs. We're questioning our strength. We even question our weaknesses. Yeah. And we reach out to people that really don't really benefit us. So for me, I'm excited about the example is to finish it with how. When I speak to people like you, how did you do that? I don't want to know why you did it because the why is personal. The why is for you. The yeah. how is for the people that are going to follow your example. And so I am excited about meeting more people who I can be in alignment with that we can use our expertise to transform the world. Remember, it's a community. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about Greatest Impact University. I'll be launching Greatest Impact University based on the book, Created Your Greatest Impact. So Greatest Impact University, we started a group out there on LinkedIn, and we just want to get those mindsets who want to help to transform the world. I'm not talking about just meandering your way around a circumstance or an issue. How can we transform the world by working the right words and leaving tangible example as to the how so other people can follow after us? I'm excited about that. I'm completely excited. I'm excited about the launch of Isla Podcast. You know, I'm listening. I'm ready, which you were on um, yesterday. Yeah. I'm really excited about that because the, this was something I should have started a long time ago. And just to prayer, um, the answer came to me about 4 a.m. in the morning. I had to get up and, and write it down and get it ready to go. And so for me, for those people who would like me to help them in terms of uh, professionalism and coming into the workplace and doing workshops, you can reach me at andrewguyspeaks.com. That is A-N-D-R-E-W-G-U-Y speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S dot com. I'm out there on social media, Andrew Guy Speaks. Anywhere you type in Andrew Guy Speaks, 
you will find me right there. And I'm out there on LinkedIn too. That's where myself and Dr. Pele um, connected. So I'm out there, get in touch with me. And if you need, I'm here to help. There is now such thing as a balance. It's enrichment you need to transform your work and your life. Awesome. Awesome. We'll have all that information down below. Um, Andrew, I just want to say thank you so much for bringing your passion, your energy, and your purpose to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.